Last week's episode was my Woman in Supply Chain series, part 19, with Brenda Santoro, head of global trade at SVB Bank, that Silicon Valley bank. And she shares her story of her journey to success. We talk about the advice for startups from a financial perspective, as well as her number one piece of advice for women in supply chain. If you haven't listened to it yet, make sure to go and check that out. That's at letstalksupplychain.com forward slash season two dash episode 66. Welcome to Let's Talk Supply Chain. My name is Sarah Barnes-Humphrey, and each week I bring you the top supply chain professionals in the industry. You will learn about best practices, new innovation, and most up-to-date information about supply chain. I believe that collaboration is the future of business, and I have designed this show to ensure you have all the information you need to succeed in business and in your supply chain. This episode was produced in collaboration with Border Buddy, the most innovative online customs platform out there. And here is what Graham, the founder, has to say. How long does it take you to get a duty rate or guidance on the right HS classification from your current customs broker? With Border Buddy's new revolutionary self-service technology, you will never go traditional again. We have created a platform that allows you to get instant quotes on duties, taxes, and customs fees to import your products into North America. To get 10% off your first clearance, sign up at borderbuddy.com forward slash let's talk supply chain. Hello and welcome back to Let's Talk Supply Chain. By now, most of you have probably seen my new branding on social and maybe even explored my new site. If you haven't checked it out yet, go to letstalksupplychain.com. Thank you so much for all the amazing feedback, so please keep it coming. And remember, you can DM me, send me an email at listener at letstalksupplychain.com. I mean, message me about anything, topic suggestions, potential guests, heck, even if I can do better at something just let me know. I live my personal and business life by my one word, victorious, which means winning together. And I can't be successful without you. So make sure you reach out. On my new site, you will have all the access to my content, plus events and new things that I am creating, including a space for you, my community. Our tribe is called the Trade Squad. So use the hashtag trade squad to find the community when you engage with my posts and we will all win together. Today on the show, I am introducing you to disruptor to disruptors that you are going to want to learn more about. But before we get into those details, let's get to the question of the week. So the question I asked was, if you were the CEO of your company, what would keep you up at night? And I had quite a few amazing responses. By email, Angela from Sapiro said, staffing, prioritizing innovation, and enthusiasm for the next big idea or project. Ellen Voix from Women in Trucking, what external factors could disrupt our organization? How can I keep my employees engaged and happy? How can I balance my work life and my personal life? And over on LinkedIn on the Let's Talk Supply Chain page, Erica Howell says, great question, helping my employees evolve to stay ahead and excited about the market increasingly rewarding collaboration. Adnan says, customer care, employees care, organizational culture. David Bryan, as a tech founder and CEO, I'm excited about the near future of where the integration and adoption of IoT, blockchain, and AI will become 
uh, reality. Anthony Jordan says the fallout from tariffs, as well as company-supported effective healthcare and fair minimum wage. Him and I had a bit of a dialogue. So if you want to check out more of these answers, make sure to go to Listener's Corner at Let's Talk Supply Chain. Uh, dot com and gray space says are my employees evolving within their positions am i allowing them to grow to their potential and how can i teach myself how to trust them to bring how to trust them to bring it to the table so a lot of emphasis on talent employee engagement um and it's great to hear that culture is really at the forefront of everyone's minds, to be honest. So remember to join in every single Wednesday to be part of the conversations with me and the tribe on LinkedIn, Twitter, and Instagram. So today on Let's Talk Supply Chain, I am bringing you Amjad, the founder of Algo AI, recently named 20 Most Innovative Companies to Watch in 2019. Amjad is here to tell us about who they are, what they do. So let's find out a little bit more about him, before we get started. So Amjad is the founder of Algo, a fast-growing startup based in Metro Detroit, where he is CEO during the day and AI architect at night. He has assembled a passionate team of AI experts, ML scientists, and software engineers with in-depth domain knowledge of manufacturing, distribution, and retail. This team has built Algo, the world's first supply chain analyst bot. Amjad earned his MS at UMIS. ST with a focus on artificial intelligence and an MBA from MIT. Amjad is an active researcher and practitioner in the field of NLP and deep learning. Amjad is an investor with Detroit Venture Partners and a mentor at Techstars. So welcome to the show, Amjad. Hey, Sarah. Good to be here. Thanks for uh, having me. Absolutely. I thank you so much for coming on the show. I am really excited for my community to get to know Algo, get to know you, get to know everything that you guys are doing in the industry because it's it's fascinating. You know, it's the next evolution of our industry and uh, I really want to tell more people about it. So let's get started on that note. Why don't you tell us about Algo? You know, where did you start? You know, what do you do? Yeah, no, so uh, uh, thank you, by the way, for the opportunity. So we uh, are here in Detroit, and uh, a lot of uh, nerds, AI scientists, software engineers, uh, very passionate about applying different AI methods to uh, supply chain, and more specifically, uh, inventory optimization. So any and everything related to inventory, warehouse inventory, retail inventory, manufacturing inventory, how to do a little you know, end-to-end -end optimization. And uh, uh, since uh, we in Algo have sort of two uh, uh, types of colleagues, people who we consider technical geeks or you know, AI experts, software engineers with the domain knowledge of of supply chain and inventory optimization. But then we have proper industry domain experts, people who have actually operated in those roles. Uh, so our team is sort of a, you know, a fusion of these two groups. And, uh, and together we are excited about that, okay, you know, if we want to take uh, supply chain performance to a whole next level, uh, how do we bring uh, modern AI? So we have this technique called agent-based simulation where we will treat 
uh, will map a supply chain and will say, okay, you know, you have these products, you have at location, these products at locations, uh, you have fixtures, you have all these different uh, physical entities. What if they have an AI representation of this term called an agent uh, and they are uh, thinking out for themselves, how to keep themselves healthy against a certain health criteria and uh, uh, give them the visibility uh, that they need. And then these agents let them uh, take actions in that data universe or that decision space. So that is who we are. Very proud of our uh, Detroit and Midwest heritage. Uh, and not a big company, uh, people-wise. So our professional strength is just a little over 50 people. Uh, so yeah, so that's a little bit about us. Fortune 500 enterprise class customers uh, 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 and, and very, you know, solving some really meaningful uh, problems uh, in this area. And then one thing I would remiss if I don't mention, Sarah. So to us, uh, natural language is very important. So we, you know, conversation is a new interface. So this AI technology algo that we have, one manifestation of that is also that algo is a bot. You can talk to the bot, you can chat with the bot. And, uh, and that is a very unique differentiation that our customer users, they chat with algo all the time. Uh, algo can answer questions, algo can perform uh, tasks as well that is our primary way to the software interface so really really heavy on natural language understanding and natural language generation and i can as you can see can keep talking about us but i'm going to stop here and uh that's a little bit about algo intro well let me tell you that was a great introduction and i love your passion i mean who can run a company that is not passionate about what you do? And I can see clearly that you are definitely passionate. But I also like the fact that you painted the picture of, you know, what exactly that looks like, what it is, you know, it's a bot, you can talk to it, have a conversation. And that's clearly what you're bringing to the market. So definitely, definitely appreciate that. And you talked about Fortune 500 companies. Yeah. Why don't you tell us a little bit about some of the companies or the kinds of companies yeah. that maybe you're working with now or that you want to work with? Yeah, no, absolutely. So uh, as I mentioned, that we are a vertical uh, software as a service solution. So the verticals that we operate in are uh, media and entertainment, uh, wholesale, uh, distribution, uh, retail, CPG manufacturing. Uh, so for example, many movie studios uh, uh, are our customers, uh, many CPG manufacturers. Uh, one common thing that you'll find out Sarah and our customers are that they are in these hard goods uh, categories uh, where there are a lot of SKUs in a category, a uh, lot of locations where uh, those products get distributed to a, a very high frequency of a new product introduction, uh, volatile demand, uh, local consumption patterns, uh, and uh, products are not cyclical where the demand patterns are very uh, erratic. Uh, so when that complexity is present, uh, 
our solution algo uh comes very handy uh, to, to solve that. And what I'm saying is that if uh, the complexity is on a very low end of the scale, uh, probably you don't need the sophistication of Algo. Uh, but in this day and age, when you have all these different channels, retail channels, omni-commerce channels, uh, uh, everybody is doing a business with Amazon, uh, figuring all that out uh, at all different levels in a supply chain or demand chain uh, uh, that is where we come handy. So today, uh, those are our uh, those are our customers. Some really big retailers uh, mm-hmm. are our customers as well. Uh, the world's uh, second or third largest retailer, UK's largest retailer, uh, yeah. doesn't take much to guess that is a customer of ours too. Uh, 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 so no, so those are the vertical domains in which we operate. And the reason behind a vertical strategy is. We are, we take, Sarah, a lot of end-to-end business processes with enough width, and we go very deep in those business processes and workflows, and we uh, add automation to them, we add analytic richness to those workflows and business processes. And you may ask a question, I'm sure Fortune 500 or Global 1000 companies, you know, do they not have, you know, uh, uh, systems and whatnot? And of course they have their ERP systems and WMS systems, all the big names, but our sort of claim to fame is we integrate nicely with all those systems, but what those systems don't do is they don't go into the type of vertical depth that we do, so we are able to create high quality decisions, and a lot of them in a given day, and then uh, uh, send them uh, to different uh, systems uh, to act upon those decisions, uh, sales orders, manufacturing orders, warehouses, ordering uh, replenishment orders, going into retail, uh, those types of things. at one level, that is machine to machine. And then at a human level, then that is where uh, Algo at a higher level of aggregation and abstraction is talking to uh, the users all day long uh, uh, and a bunch of use cases like that. But it is a vertical strategy because that is where we are able to create a lot of value in terms of increased productivity turns, uh, more sell-through, you know, shipping less, selling more. Uh, We were looking at a case study a few weeks ago where for a customer, for them to achieve the same level of sell-through or point of sale, uh, we ended up shipping one million less units. And uh, uh, there was a significant uh, dollar amount of value that if you are manufacturing uh, one million less units, uh, saving on inventory carrying costs, freight costs, forward logistics cost, reverse logistics cost, it, it turns out to be a fairly big number. Uh, so, so this vertical strategy allows us to uh, actually create uh, very ma- in a very measurable fashion value uh, for, our, uh, for our customers. So we'll continue with this vertical strategy. Well, and really master those industries. So master that- them. Yeah, you can, 
yeah. you're 100% to them, customer experience, that kind of thing. And the other thing that I was going to say to you is, I know you're talking about working with Fortune 500 companies or even top 1000. But as we move forward, you're probably going to have to expand that because even the medium sized companies yeah. are going to need something like algo just to compete on a certain level. And we are already so true. And we are already venturing into that. So that is, uh, some of that has already started happening. Right. And so you mentioned a case study, but what I'm, what I want to ask you, can you give us a more visual, can you pinpoint maybe one customer that you've worked with um, and how exactly have they used algo how they've used your bot and what did it do for their business yeah yeah so uh again the setting is uh uh north america uh hard good uh categories going into uh, going into major uh, retailers so uh, uh f- first of all uh, this specific customer they have a lot of uh new products that get introduced with a very high frequency. So uh, you have to, uh, before any retail launch, you have to estimate the national level demand of how well this product is going to do based upon how well maybe similar products have done in the past uh, and that kind of a thing. So we come up with what is called, Sarah, this bottom-up uh, national level demand uh, for a given product. Uh, and suddenly, you know, uh, everything in life is a scenario. So you create different uh, simulations uh, with different confidence factors attached to that. Uh, once you settle on that, okay, I'm going with this version, I'm going to manufacture uh, this much inventory and whatnot. Well, if that inventory is going into 40,000 different store locations in all major retailers, here in US and Canada, initial ship allocation accuracy matters a lot. Uh, uh, because if you, uh, between a good or accurate allocation and a not so uh, accurate allocation, uh, there is tremendous amount of money to be either made uh, or lost. And I'll give you an example of what a poor allocation accuracy will look like uh, so our sort of, you know, one reason of existence is to make sure that allocation accuracy is much higher. But an allocation gone wrong would result into the following. You have a new product, you uh, uh, introduce it into your retail channels. Uh, there are locations that, and let's say that you, you know, sent your initial shipment covered for 30 days of supply or something like that. So an allocation gone wrong will result into a lot of locations running uh, out of stock the first few days of introduction, and then for you to heavily replenish it and run into this costly game of replenishment, other locations having too much inventory, not selling, and eventually you have just shipped returns to them. So that would be an example of an allocation gone wrong. So we, uh, uh, for this customer that I'm talking about, uh, make sure that allocation accuracy is very, very high, uh, fewer out of stocks, less need to replenish, uh, less returns coming back. Uh, so that would be an example of a high allocation accuracy. Now, a lot of our customers who are suppliers and CPG manufacturers into retail, uh, 
we are managing their planograms, their fixtures, their assortments in the store as to what should be uh, on the stores to begin with. Certainly, all stores uh, are, are not equal. They are in different communities with different uh, consumer shopping uh, and buying patterns. So you have to come up with whatever the optimal assortment is uh, for different store clusters or store groups. Uh, and that is a very important decision. Uh, now, once that is there, uh, a big part of what we do day to day is to make sure that the, the products are on the shelves where they need to be. So we would uh, get point of sale data on behalf of our CPG manufacturers and supplier customers from uh, uh, these uh, uh, demand uh, 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 origination points, retail stores, and what have you. We in our system, Sarah, maintain a store level perpetual inventory. We have views into the warehouse inventories, uh, manufacturing facilities, and all that kind of a stuff. So we would then calculate replenishment orders, uh, uh, and we would send it to our customers' WMS systems for those orders to be processed and sent. Uh, so it is a in the now system, it is running the actual uh, supply chain or demand chain for uh, our customers. So that is what a typical customer journey looks like. Uh, so then, uh, so while the system is doing that uh, and handling it in a automated fashion, uh, our business users or human colleagues in the system, they log into Algo to see, okay, how well is my supply chain performing uh, today? You know, uh, how did how did things you know work out from a rear view perspective? But a lot more importantly, what is the future looking like? Uh, right. What is my prediction for what is coming my ways? What what are my future predicted orders? Uh, my future predicted demand and that kind of a thing. Because based upon those predictions, then you have to take a bunch of actions to make sure that you are able to meet that future demand. That is what, as a turnkey software as a service shop, we do uh, day in and day out. That is what our uh, business is. We handle a very large number of transactions uh, uh, any given day, hundreds of millions of transactions or sometimes even over a billion transactions a day. And you will say, okay, Amjad, where does that number come from? So if you say, okay, if I share with you that our unique uh, product location combinations or SKU location combinations that we are handling in the systems is in tens of millions of unique SKU location combinations. And if we, for each one of those, we are doing our demand planning, demand forecasting, you know, replenishment, assortment, you know, whatever forward reverse logistics functions that we have to perform. And it is all at that item location level. And from there, we bottom up that those numbers add up to uh, very, very high numbers very quickly. Uh, but that is what, uh, Sarah, a typical uh, customer uh, use case journey looks like. Well, I really like that. And there was a couple of there was a couple of key points there. One was definitely helping them to be proactive instead of reactive, because traditionally supply chain logistics has been fairly reactive. I mean, we're yeah. gonna we're just gonna put that out there. Yeah. And I think the other important key factor of that is that, you know, now we are considering 
customer experience at a store level as a part of that supply chain. Yeah. Right. You're talking about, you know, different stores in different communities with different customers. You've got the same product, but one product might be at the top of the shelf in one store might be at the middle of the shelf in another store and might be at the bottom of the shelf in even like another store purely based on buying habits that we now look at, you know, um, the community factors, depending on maybe whether they're driving, maybe whether they're walking, you know, um, and what type of people are actually walking into the store and what experience do you want to give them? They want to have access to that particular product, where they want it on the shelf, to quickly pick it up, put it in their cart, and, you know, go and pay and, and, and leave the store potentially. And so the reason why I bring up that example is that I think, you know, sometimes, obviously, we haven't, we, we've been talking about collaboration in the industry. But we really haven't put it into perspective of how important marrying customer experience to supply chain is. And that is just a really, really great example. So I want to talk about competitors. You have competitors in this space. You know, there's some investment coming into supply chain. People are popping up all over the place. You've got some large competitors that I'm pretty aware of. Um, So how do you differentiate yourself? What's different about Algo from, you know, the other competitors on the market? Yeah, yeah. I think the the way we have been able to uh, combine uh, big data uh, and true AI with uh, our industry knowledge and create these uh, real-time workflows where AI is not something that you do after the fact or get excited about after 5 p.m., but you are actually embedding it in that workflow itself. I think uh, uh, that gives us a, uh, a, a competitive differentiation. Uh, uh, the fact that we understand uh, these vertical domains really good and not only what business processes and workflows are, but what they should be. And, uh, and we are able to bake it into Algo or train Algo uh, to, to perform those skills. Uh, and this, uh, the emphasis that we have on natural language understanding and natural language generation uh, is super important. Uh, we, you know, talk to a lot of customers. We interact with a lot of them. Uh, uh, we are talking to many new prospects, uh, and we get this feedback uh, that uh, uh, everybody loves Algo. So, uh, because you can relate to the bot, you can, uh, it comes across as a, your virtual business analyst companion. Uh, okay. So, 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 so that is sort of, you know, a differentiator. We also, you know, have other uh, uh, sort of ways, the way we uh, price our software uh, without sort of uh, giving in sort of our trade secrets, but we, you know, don't meter the usage. So you can have all kind of use, all 
any number of users on it, uh, and we don't meter that. We, in fact, encourage more use. Uh, uh, then we take it upon ourselves to do any upstream and downstream integration of our software because uh, we are certainly integrating with our customers' ERP systems, WMS systems. Uh, we are hooked into their uh, B2B integration you know, uh, uh, architectures. Uh, we are generating a lot of data, you know, these orders and whatnot that we are sending to our customers' uh, systems. So the fact that we provide this turnkey experience uh, helps. Our customer churn is zero. We do not lose our customers once they come to our once they come to our platform. That's great. Can I just interrupt for one yeah, second? Yeah. I just want to say it's probably because they don't feel alone. You said that yeah. it it feels like their own personal in-house, you know, business analyst. And I think that's great. And I just wanted to point that out because I think that that's such a unique, unique um, customer feedback yeah. that you really want to just share. Our people call us Algo people. So they developed this association with Algo. And as a result, you know, uh, it's a community. We are called, yeah. So that's what we are called. Uh, uh, we take a slightly different approach to ongoing customer success uh, and account management as well. Uh, so uh, as a nerdy company, you know, if you are a customer, Sarah, we wouldn't, you know, uh, uh, offer lunches or dinners. Um, we are sure that you have your own better lunch dinner plans, but we would analyze your data and we'll come to you with uh, opportunities or patterns or anomalies that we find uh, uh, we'll share with you uh, what new functions and features are going into the software. We'll come on site to provide training. Uh, so we try to create a meaningful uh, uh, engagement, and we remain in touch. We visit all of our customers uh, at least a couple times a month. So it's an active, conscious choice. Uh, so we are there, your partners. But you nailed it. Uh, Algo is there every single day. So the fact, uh, so as a result, uh, as we make uh, uh, that whole experience uh, smarter and for Algo to know uh, your business better and better and then serve you uh, more and create more value, that is sort of our vision of uh, uh, competitive differentiation and how to, in a sustainable fashion, uh, continue to create value for our for our customers. Well, and that's your that's your true values, right? That's your core values. That's what yeah. you live by on a daily basis, and I can I can definitely see that as you as you talk yeah. about it. Um, and this industry is very much relationship based, and everything nowadays is based on that customer experience, that yeah. service that you create for them. And so so, yeah, and so I think that it's just really really important to do. And I, I'm sure for your customers or even potential customers, people looking at Algo, you know, to, to work with you will feel comfortable in knowing that that's the kind of culture and that's the kind of uh, relationship that you're cultivating from the beginning. Yeah. So let's, let's move away a little bit from Algo just for a minute. I just want to know, what is your half crazy intuitive prediction for the next five years in supply chain? I mean, you're in AI, you're in tech, you know, you're immersed in it. What are we going to see in this industry? Yeah, no, I think uh, over the next five years, uh, what we are going to see is uh, a lot of 
industry uh, consolidation uh, okay. as well. So that I think is is bound to happen. Uh, if we you know are talking about you know warehouses, uh, you will see drones flying Ooh. in warehouses, not just robots. In the warehouse. In the warehouse. Okay. And another question would be, what possible use if you are having a uh, a drone uh, in a warehouse setting? Well, they can help create uh, heat maps of activity. They can help figure out uh, where the choke points are and and what have you. So uh, a warehouse is a at some level you can model it as a living, breathing organism. And then if you uh, take the heat map of it, you will find out that there are parts of the warehouse that are highly active. Hmm. And there are other parts where there is no activity, uh, unproductive inventory setting, uh, bad decisions of the past piled upon each other, uh, no, no life, no, no sign of life or whatnot. Now, if you are able to create those heat maps and whatnot, and you're just able to give that visibility across the supply chain to everybody in that enterprise. It is difficult to ignore that, okay, I have this warehouse or many warehouses for that matter in my network and uh, a significant chunk of it is unproductive dead space. Why? You know, uh, why are we not doing anything about that, why are we that, that inventory, right? So, so I think these technologies can help bring a lot of efficiency, uh, sustainability, uh, uh, and in that sense, uh, uh, that's good for the planet as well. Uh, but you will see, uh, you will see that you will see a lot of emergence of natural language and bots uh, in the in the supply chain uh, space as well. Uh, you will also see uh, more uh, personalized uh, experiences in stores, meaning with these technologies, uh, you would be able to figure out that, okay, maybe I can have a given store totally uh, focused on the community that lives around it, this store of the community concept, and not say, okay, all these 200 stores, they fit one profile or whatever, where you can actually, each store can have its own individual uh, personality fit to the shoppers who come there. Um, and, and not only the shoppers in general, though, I also think that we're going to be seeing some sort of, you know, customization as well. A lot of customization, yeah. uh, connect, connected experiences. Uh, uh, so, no, uh, and, you know, you uh, uh, really all these channels uh, uh, connected very nicely. Uh, any entry point, any exit point, order something online, go pick it up from the store. Uh, store bringing the product to you, uh, same day uh, delivery, uh, things like that, and just connected commerce. One thing that I would say though is uh, uh, an enabling technology for that is a certain type of data architecture. We call it a data universe. Uh, so without that, 
um, uh, these technologies, they don't work. So I think we will see a lot of focus on the building of these data universes in which these AI agents can you know, roam around. So a way to think about that is, so we live in this physical world, mm-hmm. simulating all this in a computer. And, and those simulations running and those simulations talking, you know, back and forth with the real world. So then real world and the simulated world somewhat in a harmony and influencing each other. So you need very different data architectures for that. So I think we will see, we will see that as well, but exciting time to be in this industry. And so on that note and talking about the future and talking about the different things that you see in the industry, what's next for Algo? What are you guys working on? What can we get excited about and what can we look forward to seeing? Yeah, we are making several strategic bets. Uh, One of that is we want our bot, Algo, to be uh, the best in a in these vertical domains that we are in we want it to be able to do a lot more meaningful work we want it to predict what work needs to be done what questions need to be answered and really for it to become a very dependable colleague uh, of yours so we are uh, out of many strategic bets that we are making one key one is on just increasing uh, the ability, skills, effectiveness uh, of our part, and, uh, uh, and and just creating a lot of connected uh, experiences with that, and allowing uh, our uh, user colleagues, our human colleagues, to become more creative in that process. So that is our one, you know, big thing. So natural language is a big thing for us. Uh, so uh, the other sort of big thing uh, or a big bet that we are making is how to combine uh, computer vision and uh, uh, deep learning to create highly immersive augmented reality experiences. So uh, moving forward, augmented reality uh, uh, is going to be a big thing. So those are our two sort of you know uh, big bets and they are related to each other as well. Well, so many things to look forward to. And I love that you talk about allowing the human part of Algo to be more creative. Because I think as we get into machine learning and AI, people do get a little bit nervous because they think that jobs are gonna be replaced. But at the end of the day, we cannot replace the creativity and possibly the strategic component of that human workforce. So Algo is moving and shaking their way to the top with no glass ceiling in sight. So if you are interested in what they are doing and you would like some more information, please go to their website. I will also have more information at letstalksupplychain.com forward slash season two dash episode 67. Amjad, tell me what your website is. Where can they go to find out more information? It's very simple. Just go to algo.ai or algo.com. Uh, so ALGO. So, uh, so yeah, either algo.ai or algo.com and easy peasy. Great. Well, I appreciate all the support from you and your team over at Algo. And thank you so much, Amjad, for joining me today on the show. 
Sarah, thanks for having me. If you liked this episode, go and check out the podcast page for more amazing episodes from companies like FreightWaves, eBay, JDA Software, and so many more. Next week, John from Axis is here. Did you know there are companies out there that will deliver straight to store shelves? Find out more in the next episode. And if you'd like to support the show, there's a couple of ways to do that. One is through the shop at letstalksupplychain.com. I have a supply chain dictionary there, 107 pages full of acronyms and definitions that you'll need to navigate the supply chain industry. And then rate and review the show. Go to iTunes, Stitcher. Please, um, you know, put together a review so other people can find us. And you never know, I might include your review on an upcoming episode. Next, go to ships.com, S-H-I-P-Z.com. That is my technology startup that we are working hard at the beta. And I cannot wait to let you know once we are ready. Only people on that list are going to be able to find out about what we are working on. So make sure to go and sign up. Lastly, follow us on LinkedIn, Instagram, Twitter, subscribe to the YouTube channel, the SC Supply Chain TV, or even the newsletter at letstalksupplychain.com. So you are always in the know, you get updated information, and you're never going to miss an episode either of the YouTube shows or of the podcast. Thank you so much for joining me on another amazing episode. I hope you enjoyed it. And remember, everybody, ship happens.